every person experiences life differently. Every life is also unique and it deserves protecting from today's risks that can affect any one of us at any time. The reality is that risk is all around us and its nature is ever-changing. While we cannot predict these risks, we can protect against them, which is exactly what Discovery Life does. Join me, your host, Maya Fisher-French, as I discuss various risk factors that affect individuals and by extension their loved ones with key experts at Discovery Life. Together in this podcast series, Seeing Life Behind the Numbers, which is brought to you by Discovery, we unpack the value of risk protection products as part of your overall financial portfolio. We'll be taking a closer look at the kinds of risks we're all up against through facts and figures to understand how we can all best protect ourselves and our loved ones, both today and well into the future. In this episode, I'm joined by Discovery Life Deputy Chief Executive Gareth Freelander and Head of Market Analytics and R&D Kashmira Kanji. Together, we will be unpacking the importance and value of having a risk protection product that enables parents to cover the costs of their children's education. Yes, your life cover can do this. And both Gareth and Kashmira are here to explain its relevance, why it's such an important aspect of your life cover to consider, and how you can use it to cover education expenses from creche to tertiary level. Welcome, Gareth and Kashmira. Um, And I must say that this topic really resonates with me as I have two sons. My youngest is in matric, so I have another five years of education expenses ahead of me. But for my husband and I, our main concern when it came to our estate planning was that if something happened to one of us, we could still afford to educate our sons. But at the same time, we're also trying to save for their future education. So how does one find a balance between protecting against an unknown risk whilst planning for a known future? It's a very good question and something that's actually quite difficult to solve for, Maya. I think, you know, education planning comes, it's not like retirement planning where you have your whole life to plan for it and save for it. Uh, Education comes at a time in your life when you're being hit by an enormous amount of expenses. You probably haven't built up much in in the way of savings. And education is expensive. A private education in South Africa today costs over 2 million rand per child in present value terms, if you kind of take it from creche to a tertiary degree. So you're talking needing more than 4 million in the bank uh, for two children to cover private education. It's not a lot of people will have that type of money at that stage of their life. And, you know, I think it's probably, as you mentioned, the one thing that would keep you up at night as a parent um, is if something were to happen to me, will my child, you know, get access to the best possible education? And that was really why we came up with our global education protection benefit which really allows both parents the peace of mind to know that if something happens to them, death, disability, or severe illness of one of the parents, we will indemnify the full education of the child from creche right up to the first tertiary degree. And that that benefit has been incredibly well taken up and, and a very powerful benefit. And sadly, also pays out in copious amounts. We saw it up by about 71% last year to 56 million rand. And each one of these claims is a terrible scenario of a young child losing a parent. But thankfully, their full education um, is now covered. 
gosh, that's that's quite a that's quite sobering. I mean, can you give us a little bit of idea from the plan statistics? You know, what type of benefits you've paid out? That's what what has kind of triggered those events? You know, how how are these? You know, what what are the benefits that are actually paid? Yes, sure. So you know, essentially, how you uh, select the benefit is you choose. Uh, do you want it to be on your death on or only? You can have it on death only, or you can choose that it pays out on death, on the earliest of death, disability, or severe illness. And you can also choose that it pays out on the first of one of those events happening to you or your spouse. Um, so any of the, you can kind of, there's great flexibility to choose any of the triggers uh, to trigger that payout of your child's full education. Um, and then we also have different versions to suit different needs in terms of affordability. So you can choose kind of anything from a core benefit right up to our dollar uh, global education benefit, which really covers international level schooling. So there's a wide range of choice available to give you peace of mind uh, that your child's education will be covered. And then uh, uniquely, uh, we developed a benefit a few years ago, which we call our university funder benefit. And really what we thought about here, um, and I circle back to a previous podcast that, that we had, Maya, where we talked about the shared value model and how you can, through healthy behavior, you generate value, you know, because clients will claim less and that creates a, a pot of value which you can then channel back to the clients. In the context of education, what we decided to design was a benefit that used that shared value. So uses the healthy behavior of the parents and channel it towards funding the child's future university education. Essentially, in kind of layman's terms, how that works is each year as you engage in the Vitality program, um, so if you get to Diamond each year, you effectively are earning an additional 5% off your child's future university costs. So if you take it out early when your child is born and you get to diamond every year for the 18 years, that's 18 times 5 is 90, plus everyone starts on a 10% um, default percentage, and it can actually get you to up to a full 100% of your child's tertiary education being funded just by being healthy. You know, so that's been, I think, a, a huge game changer in, in this space that particular innovation actually won a EFMA Accenture Innovation in Insurance Awards as the most um, innovative life insurance product in the world uh, in 2018. And currently, we expect to cover 3.6 billion rand for our current clients uh, to cover their, their, their children's future university through this particular feature. So that's just by being healthy. I can tell you it works uh, very well. Uh, my wife makes sure that we get to to Diamond each year because she knows that um, our daughter will build up university funding because of it. Um, so nothing quite talks to one's intrinsic motivations as much as your children's education. Um, and we've seen actually a doubling of engagement uh, for clients who have this particular product relative to clients who don't, as I said. This really speaks to a parent's motivations. So it's been a very successful product. And I think circling back to your question, it's how we've looked at solving the difficult scenario of how do you both protect yourself 
for the unforeseen events, but also save for the known events. You know, so this is a unique way of doing it, where by taking out the risk protection, um, you give yourself the peace of mind that your child's education is covered. But then through just being healthy, you're at the same time effectively funding pot of money for your child's future tertiary education. I was speaking to Gareth in the, in the previous podcast about, you know, how do you use these products to motivate change, behavioral change? And it must be, a, a, you know, probably the best pressure point is your kids. Definitely, without a doubt. It's the thing that we will put above everything else. Kashmir, um, I mean, do you, are you, do you see that? Do you see that, that people are making those sort of choices around uh, their children's education, around their children's health, uh, pr- protecting them as well? Absolutely. I think you've touched on two quite important points there, um, Maya. The first is, how do you save and then protect for the cost of education? And as Gareth has, you know, so eloquently put that you've got 3.6 billion rand, which we foresee to pay in the next 21 years to fund children's education through just parents' engagement. So that is, you know, running on the treadmill buying the healthy food, making healthy lifestyle choices, all adding up to 3.6 billion rand that wouldn't otherwise be there. Um, so a really significant fund that then builds up in the background, all whilst protecting the possibility of not being there to educate your child at all. So there's the risk element of it that's done on the one hand. And on the other side of it, there's the, you know, the, the funding for, for a future. But then there's a third part that I think you've touched on in a sense, but not completely, is that you can protect a child's education, the cost of the education, but what about protecting those aspirations in a different way, ensuring that they are able to pursue an education? And that's not just the cost element, but their health. How do you ensure that your child is able-bodied, um, is you know, is able to achieve the best medical care out there should anything happen to them? And those are costs that a parent needs to consider as well. It's not something we like to think about um, or consider because our children are young. They're born, you know, in, in many cases, they're born completely healthy. And you don't see that accident or that, you know, something could happen to them that could render them unable to pursue a future that you dreamt for them. And that's another benefit that Discovery Life has put into play, and that's the child protector benefit. So if you think about, you know, ourselves, and we've been talking insurance in the other podcasts and protecting for the possibility of developing a cancer or having a heart attack, what about the possibility of your child having a cancer? And that is slowly, uh, what we're seeing is, um, you know, cancer events in children are on the rise. They are generally quite rare cancers that are picked up in children, and they're sometimes quite aggressive. And that makes it very difficult to treat and sometimes very costly to treat. Apart from the cost, there's also the lifestyle change for the parent. So having to, you know, one or both parents having to give up part of their jobs or perhaps their jobs in totality in order to stay home and care for the child or the additional strain on the finances to get someone in to care for that child. So there are all these considerations that I completely agree wouldn't want to think about the possibility of happening, um, but it is important to plan for that as well and to ensure that nobody has to sell the house above their or the roof above their heads um, in order to treat their child. Because if it came to that, I'm sure every parent would do it. 
Absolutely. And it is it is one of those things that even just listening to you, I'm getting a little bit of goosebumps because it's something I really don't want to think about, to be perfectly honest. Um, I could think about my own mortality more easily. So yes, it's one that's very, very difficult to, I suppose, to engage around, but really important. And I know, Kashmiri, you and I have actually spoken about these stats before, and you said you are a little bit concerned about the increase that you are seeing in, in cancer in children. Um, is that something we should be watching? I think we should be watching it, but um, we sometimes limit our thinking to the big, you know, the the C word. And what we also see alongside all these cancerous events are, you know, sometimes um, accidents, traumatic events, which are a lot more likely to happen because children aren't entirely responsible for themselves as yet. We know this. This is why we have parents and guardians and people to take care of them because they're not they're not always sure not to jump off the wall or to climb the highest tree. And these accidents happen and they can have dire consequences for their future. So it's cancer that we're seeing. We're seeing an increase in the traumatic claims, of course, especially during COVID when a lot of children were not at school and were just at home all the time. We saw that uh, certain hospital statistics across the country indicated an increased number of poisonings, as an example, which is what happens almost every holiday season, you know, for December. You have children at home experimenting, not knowing that you shouldn't drink what's in that bottle. Um, and, and these things happen. So how do you ensure that your child is covered for those extended stays in ICU? It's not just the medical cost, which a medical aid will pay, but it's an entire lifestyle ch- shift when you have a child that's ill. If I can add to that, I get the same chills that you do. Um, and the statistics, they are quite chilling. The, the latest studies have shown that about one in 10 children will have one of these life-changing events happen to them between the ages of 0 and 18. Now, one in 10 is a pretty high number. And for me, I think this is almost the worst life-changing event you can think of. You know, when, as a parent, to think of something like this happening to your child is, is pretty much as bad as it gets. It will change your entire life. You would want to stop working if you could to be there for your family, for your kids, through whatever they're going through. Um, And the last thing you want at that stage is to also have to worry about money. You want that to at least be one thing off the plate when you're dealing with what is probably the hardest event that life can throw at you, uh, is uh, one of these illnesses or traumas happening to your child. And yet... More people are insuring their cell phones than their kids. And very few people are thinking about this type of event. Um, and I'd argue that it's the very you know, definition of insurance is what is the worst thing that can happen to me? And if that does happen, can I at least be sure that I will have all the money at my fingertips to give my child the best treatment, to give my family the best possible scenario to deal with what is a, a very difficult thing? So yes, it's hard to think about, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't think about it. It means, in fact, that we we most certainly should be and should be more aware that these products exist um, and that you can actually, for a very reasonable premium, it's not expensive, um, get significant cover for your kids. Um, and I think all parents, you know, when they actually sit back and think about this, will very quickly realize that that's probably the first thing they should be adding uh, post post their children being born. 
the one thing that so many clients have actually mentioned to us is that not all childhood conditions are treatable at every hospital across the country. So oftentimes parents have to relocate to other parts of the country to be closer to a hospital that can treat your child. And that is also a massive, massive expense. And um, it, it comes at, you know, at a time where you've got an additional expenses coming into the household, but also you need as much time and um, energy and of your resources to care for your child. So, so important to consider the holistic possibilities that come with a child being ill. You know, you were speaking, Kashmir, a little bit about poisonings during holidays. And um, I, I was just thinking, and my son's just got his driver's license. Now, unfortunately, he's 18. So I was going to ask you, what do you do when your child turns 18 and they're no longer covered under the child protection? Because I oh, you take you, away oh, their car keys, Maya. The minute they climb in a car, you're, you just don't sleep, right? <laughs> so what do you suggest to somebody whose child is now, you know, 18, maybe doesn't fall naturally under the automatic cover? What should they be doing? What should you as a parent be doing? This is an important maybe lesson for parents to give to their children the same way you teach them how to change a tire, the same way you teach them how to do a tax return, you know, all those very functional, practical things that children need. I think one of the most important things that a, you know, a parent or a guardian can instill in a child is good financial planning. And as soon as they're not able to be covered as children anymore, automatically or either through individual products that parents might have bought for them at the time, it is important for them to start considering protecting themselves on their own. And financial products are available to, to many from as early as 18. So, you know, you can ensure that child, um, they've obviously have a very high accidental risk, which I understand you're concerned about. So, you know, at that point in time, life insurance is as relevant. Um, but then we've also seen that it's not just the accidental risk. We've had clients as young as 20 um, die from cancer. We've had many many of our young clients pass away from COVID-19. So there's a whole realm of possibilities that can happen at any age, at any point in time in life. And starting early when insurance is affordable because you are in good health and you're completely able-bodied, um, is the, it's, it's the perfect time because you get in cheap and you get in early and you've got cover and peace of mind for whole of life. Well, thank you so much, uh, Kashmira and Gareth, for that, because I think as parents, we all want to do what is best for our children and know that their future is taken care of. So thank you both for your insights today. Thank you, Thanks Maya. Thank very much, Maya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seeing Life Behind the Numbers, brought to you by Discovery. Tune in to our other podcast discussions around Discovery Life's 2021 claims experience to learn more about using risk protection to cover all our risks. You can also subscribe to the Discovery Podcast channel, Discovery South Africa, on your favorite podcast app or visit discovery.co.za to listen to all our shows.